Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports, H-A-W-G Sports.com from the 24-7 Sports Network. Got a really interesting show today because... The madness with the transfer portal and recruiting, it's been really, I don't know about an all-time high, but it's been really high right now. Arkansas just had a surge of commitments, basketball, uh, high school recruiting, transfer portal. We're going to talk to Danny West to discuss some of that, and we'll talk a little baseball, some other things, maybe get to your questions if we have time. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Hey, before we get started, I'm not going to run through the regular um, how to watch, how to listen stuff, but I did want to mention that if you're interested in a career in sports media, at Hog Sports, we're always keeping our eyes open for motivated and talented people. So if you think you have what it takes to be a part of our team, send an email with the subject line Hog Sports Job in all caps. That's H A W G Sports. All one word, all together, hog sports, H-A-W-G-S-P-O-R-T-S, job, two words basically, in all caps. That way I can search for it easily. If you don't do it that way, then I'm probably not going to find it and you failed the first instruction test anyway. Hog sports job in all caps to Trey at hogsports.com, T-R-E-Y at H-A-W-G sports.com. Include a cover letter, a resume, along with any writing samples or videos you have of your work. And then I'll keep your information filed and handy in case an opportunity arises in the future. A lot of sports media outlets and around the country are are letting people go, but uh, we're not in that position, and, and we're looking ahead to the future just to see, you know, if there's talented people out there. Uh, we're also interested in hearing from students if you're interested in internship possibility. Um, so come check us out at Hog Sports if you're not familiar. If you're interested in a career in sports media, are interested in working, or you're a fan of the show, um, and you think you got what it takes, then hey, send us uh, send us some information, and uh, and we'll take a look at it and see if we like what we see. Looking for passionate, motivated uh, individuals, preferably with a background in journalism, some capacity. I like a journalism degree. I like a background in journalism. There are different ways to to go about it, and we certainly have a training program as well. All right, got that out of the way. 
a lot of people think this is a dream job. Maybe it is. Maybe it is for you. You'll never know unless you send some information in. Not going to hurt to send some information. All right, where do we want to start off? So I, I mentioned at the top of the show, obviously, Arkansas is really kind of surging. Now, you look back at the 2023 recruiting class, Arkansas's composite rank is 22nd nationally. That's third all-time at Arkansas. Their transfer rank is eighth nationally. They have 13 transfer commitments, the latest being Varkey's Gums, tight end out of North Texas. Really nice addition. Four-star transfer rating. Set the school record there as a redshirt freshman uh, for a tight end. Not just a redshirt freshman tight end, but just a tight end um, in catches and yardage last season. So maybe a guy that was kind of overlooked coming out of Houston. 6'3", 235. Danny said his dad says he's 6'4", 240-ish. Need position, especially when you're talking about running 12 personnel. Anthony Booker was the, the latest commitment before him, uh, defensive tackle at Maryland. So a couple of nice additions there. And we'll get in uh, – we'll talk about that a little more. I'm just kind of glossing over some of the things that we're going to be discussing here. Uh, when you look ahead to the class of 2024, Arkansas is 11th overall nationally. They just had a surge of commitments. Let's see if I can go over them. Charleston Collins out of Little Rock Mills. Four-star defensive lineman, 6'4", 250, number 221 nationally. Jaden Allen out of Alito, Texas, 5'10", 155 cornerback, another four-star, 353 nationally. Courtney Crutchfield, another four-star, 392 nationally out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, wide receiver. And then the latest was Tevis Metcalf, the brother of T.J. Metcalf at Arkansas, 5'10", 175 cornerback out of Birmingham, Alabama. Three stars. So Arkansas has nine commitments. Seven of them are four stars. This is a pace that Arkansas has never had before. They've never had seven four stars this early in recruiting, and especially when you consider, you know, seven out of the nine are four stars. It's never happened before. Arkansas basketball, obviously we know they have two five-star commitments, which apparently isn't enough to get them ranked more than 25th nationally. (laughs) I guess it's a volume thing with that, but – Obviously, two five-stars, you'd take that over, what, seven three-stars? I mean, obviously. So, but overall, they're ranked eighth, and that's because the transfer class is ranked third. L. Ellis, Jeremiah Davenport, Caliph Battle, Tremont Mark, Kenyon Menefield, Keon Menefield, excuse me. Uh, that's a hefty haul right there. Out of the five guys, four of them are four-star recruits. Guys can shoot. Caliph Battle, I'm really high on him. I I think that he was a huge addition. So let's see if they can go out and get a big man to go with what they got right now. I mean, if you do the numbers and you consider Jordan Walsh and Devo Davis with what they have returning, what they have coming in, I believe that puts them at 14. So you can only have 13, so something's got to give somewhere. Arkansas baseball losing three in a row. And we're going to get to more of that stuff, obviously. Arkansas baseball losing three in a row at Georgia. Not a lot of people would have predicted that. 6-5, 7-3, and then kind of a collapse on Saturday, 9-8. Up next, at Missouri State, 6-30 game Tuesday, April 25th. That game is on ESPN+. And then the weekend series in Fayetteville is against Texas A&M, Thursday, April 27th, Friday, and Saturday. Those times are 7, 6, and then 11 o'clock on Saturday in Fayetteville. I don't know if it's supposed – it's an extended forecast. I don't know if it's supposed to be a great weather weekend coming up. 
So, anyway, that's what's going on with Arkansas baseball. They're currently 30-10, and 11-7 in conference. Uh, I haven't checked the standings, but I assume that drops them out of first place. They were 11-4 and four going into the weekend. So, Arkansas is 25-3 at home. Okay. I mentioned basketball real quick, but, uh, yeah. So, I've got them at 14 if you include the two guys that are testing NBA waters with the option to return. So, something's got to give there. Something's got to give there some kind of way. And, I mean, they're not done. They're going to bring in a big guy. They're going to bring in a center. So, that should get them at 15. So, then you're looking at a couple guys. Does that mean Devo and Jordan are definitely gone? Does that mean they reconsider what they have with their returnees? Who knows? But you got to be at 13 or less. Arkansas currently has the number three ranked recruiting class in the country out of the transfer portal. They have five commitments total. So they are a fraction. They're not even a full point behind West Virginia. West Virginia has 31.07 points. Arkansas has 30.38 points. Gonzaga has 30.5 points. So they're all right there. Another transfer addition for Arkansas, I mean, even a three-star would probably be enough to boost them to number one. It's going to be – I mean, that's a fun – it doesn't always seem like the team that knocks Arkansas out of the NCAA tournament is the team that Musselman tries to replicate the next year in their recruiting efforts. It kind of feels that way. I mean, last year, uh, you know, it was Duke, and, you know, they go get Trevon Brazil, and just some of the additions, it just kind of seemed like they were trying to kind of replicate that. The year before, it was Baylor, and I remember feeling like – well, last year, I mean, I felt like they were trying to get a lot bigger, and they did with the Mitchell Twins, Jalen Graham, Trevon Brazil, and that's kind of what Duke had going on. The year before, I felt like it was a quickness deal with Baylor, like super quick guards, and they went out and got, you know, a bunch of quick guys. And then this year, you know, I mean – I don't know if there's a Sonogo in the portal right now, but, you know, UConn had a lot of shooters, and Arkansas goes out and gets a lot of shooters. And maybe that's a reaction from the way the season went because they didn't have a lot of shooters. But uh, the team they're bringing in, these guys can shoot the ball. And you got Trevon Brazil coming back and some other key pieces. The NBA draft, I believe, is June 22nd. So it's we still got some time. CBS came out with their – CBS Sports came out with their latest mock draft. They have Nick Smith going 10 overall to the Dallas Mavericks, and then right behind him, uh, Anthony Black going to the Oklahoma City Thunder at 11. It's just a first-round mock draft. No other Razorbacks in there. We kind of touched on Arkansas's recruiting class. I actually, you know, just kind of broke down some stuff. You can read this article on Hog Sports, but it's Arkansas off to all-time standard and class of 2024 recruiting. Um, you know, last year's was a pretty good class when you consider historically where Arkansas is. Some people might look at it and say, well, they're just 22nd, but they've been 21st twice, and they're 22nd this year. So it's the third all-time. It's the third all-time highest point total also for a recruiting class at Arkansas in terms of, like, recruit rankings. And I'm talking composite, combining all the, the classes into one. The highest recruiting ranked class ever at Arkansas was 2009, 
and 2011. Those were 21st nationally. The 2009 class actually only had six composite four stars. Average recruit ranking of 86.54. So it was a good class, but like it didn't have like a super high point total compared to some others that Arkansas has had. The 2023 class last year was Arkansas. Let's see, it was fourth all time in recruit in team points, 226.12, and had the second best average recruit ranking ever, 88.69. That may mean something to some people. Those who follow recruiting know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. We ready to get to Danny, talk a little bit about this recruiting going on with football. Let's do that first. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, Danny does a great job. And if you're into recruiting, then you're just doing it wrong if you're not following Danny. Uh, most of Danny's content at Hog Sports is VIP, so you need a VIP subscription. It's just $1 right now for your first month, and it's a hell of a time to get on board and follow along with all the transfer portal stuff going on right now. Danny, how you What's doing? Up? I'm doing great, man. Been busy. What's up? Oh, I know you've been busy. That's why we wanted to have you on the show. I mean, with uh, just the surge of commitments that Arkansas has had just recently with football and not just high school ranks, but also – uh, the the you know also the transfer portal. Um, so, um, what 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 is the reason for the big surge right now? I mean, I went back and looked at past classes, and they're they're way far ahead. First of all, in four star recruits, but I mean, last year it seemed like the surge didn't happen until like June or July, and now yeah. you know it's April. Yeah, everything's happening earlier and earlier. You know, and I think it's a credit to getting guys on campus. I think back to last year, um, of course, everybody was concerned with the class 23 during all the junior day visits and whatnot. That's just, that's natural, right? You only care about what's directly in front of you. But then you start to overlook how many times and how many stud 2024s kept coming to campus. And we're kind of seeing the same thing now with 25s and 26s. So I think it's a byproduct of, you know, just getting guys on campus multiple times as sophomores, mm -hmm. juniors, and then, you know, going into their senior year, a lot of guys are just ready to, to decide. So I think that has something to do with it. But more than anything, man, they're just I talked to uh, and I'll call it a source, but they're just out working people right now. That's that's the way they view it. They think they that's still possible. In today's climate, you can still just outwork people. And so far, so good. Now they get an opportunity to hit the recruiting trail and go outwork people a little bit more. So I think there's a lot of things to it. Of course, uh, the visits, you can't, you can't substitute visits, man. They've done a really good job of uh, consistently getting guys on campus, and, and that can't be overlooked. You look at some of these recent commitments, we're talking about guys that have visited four, five, six times already this spring mm -hmm. you know in three four months so i mean uh, really three months because all of february was a dead period right so yeah. uh, getting a lot done in a short amount of time and, and really have some positive momentum right now danny i've been really impressed with travis williams and marcus woodson darren wilson and all those guys but i think maybe just as significant as getting those guys out talk about hard workers getting those guys on staff is having Deke Adams back for another year because, Man. I mean, you go back to 2018 and it's John Scott's defensive line coach, 2019, Kenny Ingram, 2020, Derek LeBlanc, 2021, Jermile Ashley, 2022, Deke Adams. That's five years mm -hmm. of a different defensive line coach. And how are you – I mean, 
Sam Pittman will say it. It's all about building relationships. How are you supposed to build a relationship, you know, if you have just a few months before recruiting period starts or, or in a lot of cases you don't have any time because the turnover with coaches is right about the time signing day comes. So how are you supposed to build relationships? Are we seeing an impact finally? Because Arkansas has had to kind of find some guys in the portal, plug here and there. Are we finally seeing an impact of having a guy here uh, – for going on two years now with Deke Adams, I mean, you look at the first two guys, yeah. the highest-ranked guys in the in the class are defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point, first of all. Secondly, I think there is a lot to be said about stability, you know, and Arkansas hasn't had that. I think it also speaks to the fact that if you're not showing signs of being a good recruiter early on, Sam oh, Pittman's yeah. not going to have you back next year. You know, it's, that's, so, that's I think very there's, true. And, and you know what? Just give Deke Adams credit. He's done better than – his predecessors, a bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot to be said for Deke Adams. But This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Man, just as a general thought, they're finally recruiting as an SEC team. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, you you think about where SEC players come from, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, the Bible Belt, right? We'll call it that. I've never seen them attack and, and hit on all cylinders in all of those states all at the same time. So. Of course, Deke Adams, Mississippi guy. Um, I think he's born and raised there, coached there. And there's so many of those uh, on staff right now. You just go down the list. Even Dan Enos coached at Arkansas twice now, Alabama, Miami. He's been in the region. Mm -hmm. Travis Williams from South Carolina played and coached at Auburn, uh, UCF ties. Jimmy Smith is a legend in Georgia. And evidently, Marcus Woodson's a, a legend in Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, you start counting these things up. Scott Fountain, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, uh, Cody Kennedy, same same region. Uh, Darren Wilson, all Southeast region guys. So I, you know, I guess the only one that's not is Morgan Turner, and uh, of course, he's the guy we're talking about today because he picked up a huge, really important tight end addition over the weekend, and uh, uh, Varkey's Gums. I'm sure you've already talked about him, but I Touched think a little uh, bit, yeah, he's our feature guy in the picture today on nice. the Dog Sports Live logo. Yep. Yeah, and the good news is I think everybody sees uh, the initial listing of six three two sixty, and everybody's like, "Man, uh, you want six five two sixty like Hunter, you know, or Brock Bowers?" He's not two sixty, is he? Two thirty. No, no, this guy's two thirty five. Two thirty. Everybody sees yeah. two thirty, but. Talking to his father over the weekend, he's he's more 240, 245, mm-hmm. and closer to 6'4 than he is 6'3, so probably uh, bigger than anticipated. And, you know, just my thought on it, you needed a good one and you got a good one. 
there's a lot of teams that wanted this guy. So yeah. uh, he set single season records for a tight end at UNT, which, you know, it's North Texas, but good players are found everywhere. And uh, he finished 15th in the country in receiving yards by a tight end. So when you think about what Coach Enos wants to do with tight ends, and he's he's done it at every stop, Trey. I mean, you go back through the stats at every stop he's had, they're going to have two or three tight ends in the top six or seven wide receiver or, or you know pass catcher group mm-hmm. so at some point you're probably going to have two guys kind of separate uh, that seems to be the trend under Enos he's going to have two main go-to guys they're probably going to split a lot and I think uh, you know I'm not doubting what they've got on campus you and I probably agree we like the young tight ends but man they needed a guy who's kind of been there and done it and and um, and more than anything, add more depth yeah. to the position. You, know, you can't run out two, three tight end sets and only have two or three uh, capable guys. That's the thing I, I think a lot of people don't realize. I mean, Danny, the first day of spring football with Danny Enos' new offense, they came out in 12 personnel, one running back, mm-hmm. two tight ends. If you're going to do that, then you have to boost the number of tight ends you have on campus because Arkansas really didn't do that unless maybe they were in like a goal line situation or something last year. But yep. like just doing it as a typical part of the offense, uh, you got to get through practices. You got to you know you got to have yep. three deeps and stuff. So you have to have numbers at tight end. And I feel Maryland like Maryland had eight of them last year. Yeah, eight on the roster. Exactly. And I feel like with uh, and Arkansas's numbers, like if you just had one tight end, they're fine. But at the same time, your top two guys this year, how it's going to shake out before you got gums, was going to be Shamar Easter and Lucas. And those guys are both freshmen. And as strong and big as those guys are, you need somebody that's been in a college weight room. And this guy, he's going into his redshirt sophomore year, so he's been in a weight room, you know, and and has actually proven stuff on the field. And I I like guys that are four stars and five stars, but I like them better if they're like – freshmen you know uh who are transferred like jaheem singletary doesn't have a lot of video playing in college but he's not far removed from his you know high school ranking where you view him as a guy that would have upside but i like guys that are proven that have done it on the college level and that's what this guy's done you look at nanny you look at uh you know turner you mentioned him morgan turner uh he's produced several nfl players at at tight end at stanford including uh zach ertz kobe fleener who are both second round picks and you know you look at dan enos what he's done at tight end i mean just going back to arkansas you know, they had he had Hunter Henry, who was a second round tight end uh, draft pick, and Jeremy Sprinkle, who went in the fifth round. I, I guess both yeah, those Sprinkle. guys. I know Hunter is. I think Jeremy is also both those guys still in the NFL right now. Um, so I don't know. Pretty good resumes for the coaches uh, in terms of bringing in tight ends, and, and I wouldn't mind seeing them bringing in one more. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's starting to get a little bit hairy in terms of uh, how many spots they've got left. What's your count, buddy? Uh, I've got them at. I think this makes it 78. Okay. Yeah, so 78 total for for an 85. Okay, a little more than I anticipated. Seven, yeah. Yes, a little more room there. Well, when you consider what they need, Danny, I mean, you know, you need two safeties, preferably safeties, two defensive backs, but to get them to 18 total, uh, another linebacker, another defensive tackle, and another tight end and probably one or two offensive linemen because the, the numbers yeah. at offensive line are at 14. You'd like to have – you know, just to get the numbers right, not so much that you need a lot of help on the offensive line, sure. but to get the numbers right. Because, again, you got to roll. you got to get through practices. You want to have yep. quality players and stuff. And so it doesn't always mean getting a guy that's going to come in and immediately impact. It could mean getting a guy who's a, a redshirt freshman or something. Or, that's right. You know, who, um, who's going to, you know, maybe be somebody for the future for you, but – you know, right now is a guy that's going to 
help you get better as a team. And nothing wrong with that. We can't all be Drew Sanders and John right. Ridgeway, you know? Exactly. So totally agree with you on that. I think they are set on um, at least one more offensive lineman. I'll tell you the one to, to look at this week is probably Jaden Muskrat. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's uh, uh, from Tulsa. 6'3", played right tackle at 6'3", which you see that a lot at, you know, group five level. But sure. um, uh, probably a guy who could slide in at right guard. But he's from Arkansas. Potentially. Uh, kind of. Yeah, he's originally from Choctaw, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Came over to Bentonville West for his senior year. So, yeah, you can you could say that. Yeah. And uh, So that, that kind of hurts guys. Anyway. That hurts guys sometimes when they move like that late, especially if they're not like exceedingly mm-hmm. tall, like he's nice, 6'3". Uh, it kind of hurts him in recruiting. But he came in and, and started playing for them as a true freshman right out of the gate. So that's, you know, again, a good sign that a guy, you know, you get him to college because, you know, recruiting rankings are – a great tool to use, but they're not 100% accurate. You know, same way with Gums. Gums had a, a an injury his junior year, and junior year is a big recruiting year, you know, and he had an injury, and yep. he's in Houston. It's easy to get overlooked um, because teams are filling up right now. I mean, these guys are juniors right now that are committing to Arkansas, uh, and half the class is filled up. That's right. Man, I like Gums. I want to yeah. make sure I say that, too. Um, I was thinking about Irv Smith. You remember Irv at yeah. Alabama? Yeah. Uh, Dan Enos is one year there. You look at the transformation they made with him, and here's what's most exciting about it. We talked about um, uh, Gums being a little bigger than adver- advertised, probably about 6'4", 240. Well, Irv Smith was the same. He was 6'4", 240 on the dot. So, I mean, he's he's worked with guys like that, I, I, and you just wonder what kind of jump he can make going from a North Texas to Arkansas. So it, nothing's guaranteed, but, man, I'm really high on that that pickup uh, if i had to rank the top five of their 12 or 13 they brought in he'd, he'd probably be top five right now that's good to know anything else you want to add danny we could go on Man, forever there's, there's i know so we could much. <laughs> I know. we haven't even hit on the, the three high school commitments over the weekend yeah. charlie collins courtney crutchfield huge in-state additions there both of them think lsu made it really difficult for arkansas but Lo and behold, Arkansas keeps them at home again, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a misconception out there that Arkansas misses a lot of in-state guys, and it's just not its not accurate. Anybody know, who uh, looks across it, the, the country and sees where the, the top players in each individual state will see Arkansas is operating at a very high level in terms of keeping Very high state. clip. And, yeah. yeah, especially compared to other schools where, you know, Alabama last year offered 14 in-state guys, came away with eight of them. I mean, mm-hmm. six went to Clemson and Georgia and – uh, you know, Michigan, you yep. get it. But look at Mississippi. Man, <laughs> yeah, if you go, uh, you go eight of fourteen in Arkansas, man, they're going to be on you. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. So uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But yeah, uh, tried to wrap it up. I know you got a full show, but uh, do want to mention Jaden Allen too. Of yep. course, I mentioned the, the two in-state guys, but Jaden, big time pickup there. Not huge. Uh, think he's got to fill out. Think of uh, Jared Collins a little bit. Comes in a little bit, uh, lighten the britches, as mm-hmm. we say. But man, what an instinctive, you know, got speed. He can, and he's fearless. I suggest people watch his film and see how he runs down on kickoff. That, that tells you a lot about a guy. So at 5'11, yeah. 160, he's getting down there with some pop. Yeah. Courtney Crutchfield, Tevis Metcalf as well uh, joining the field. Yeah, Tevis. I skipped right over Tevis, man. Um, yeah. Hey, look for him. We list Tevis as a corner. Look for him to slide into that nickel spot mm-hmm. in college. And uh, I think that's what they've got planned for Tevis. But 
Yeah, hey, I think that's a good sign. You got, you got a brother. You got a brother. Yeah, his brother's TJ. His brother's uh, just a year older, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tevis wouldn't be going to Arkansas unless TJ was like, hey, man. It this was is, going well. Yeah, yeah. It's going – yeah, I like it here. It's, you know, it's what I thought it was as a recruit and stuff. So, I think that's a really good sign. Uh, Arkansas obviously lost one also in Landon Rogers, which we wish him luck. It's interesting, though, all those Parkview guys, there's none of them here. They all transferred out. Um, it's crazy. But if you ask me, and again, wish him all the luck, but if you ask me to say who's one guy that you would pick on this roster that's probably going to transfer, I look at guys that have been, you know, they're going into their third year, they're, mm-hmm. you know, running third team and stuff, and that's 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 where Landon really Pretty was. Pretty good but, sign. Um, definitely wish him the best and hope he finds a good spot for him. But, uh, that's right. Good kid. Yeah, good kid. Yeah, all those guys. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. It flew by. Wish I could it talk did. to you all day. I know, and we went a little long, too. We'll do it next <laughs> We went week. like 14 minutes. We usually go 10. All right, brother. Yeah. Thanks. See you, man. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. And you need a Hogsport subscription to read his content. Most of his content. Most of his content is VIP. We do two types of content at Hogsports. We do free and we do VIP. The free content is generally stuff that you're going to find out of a press conference, something you could look up, you know, on your own or stuff like that. We do articles like that just because there are other organizations doing articles like that. So we'll take some of the ad revenue. Come here and look at our ad and read our article. But we also do VIP stuff, which is more in-depth, well-written, stuff that's more exclusive, stuff you can't find everywhere. Um, and Danny does a lot of that kind of content at Hog Sports. One of those examples is Danny West, Arkansas 2024 Mock Class 1.0. It's interesting that he calls it 1.0 because he does two variations, two variations of how the class could end up. Mock 1 and Mock 2, like running back, he's got uh, Braylon Russell and Nate Palmer as two possible additions. His second Mock Class is uh, Jaden Ball and Braylon Russell. You know, so – like, he comes up – like, here's another one. Um, let's see. Let me pick a good one here. I mean, he's got – they're all good. He's got four different options at defensive line, offensive line. Pick something in skill position. Cornerback, how about that, defensive. Uh, Jaden Allen, Norrell White, Tevis Metcalf, Chris Johnson, Braden, Braylon Connolly, and breaks down, like, the whole things and does, like, how it could end up if it's this recruiting class. The other one he has, Jaden Allen, Norrell White, Tevis Metcalf, Chris Johnson, Patrick Broomfield. I guess he's only got one different there. But uh, the whole – the whole th- I mean, it's it's a lot of content here and, and really just breaks down the point totals where it could be, you know, in the past where it's, you know, would stack up right now, all those kind of things. So, fun article. Do a lot of fun stuff like that at Hog Sports. He's also got who could be next for Arkansas's 2024 class. Breaks down several possible options, why they'd be a good fit for Arkansas, who else is in the mix. Just a few of the kind of stories he does. And, of course, we've got Arkansas scholarship distribution, which uh, Arkansas is at 78 total now. And I've broken that down every possible way, by class, by position, put where they are in terms of need, all those things. We like to keep you informed and detailed, and we like to keep the information flowing at Hog Sports. I've got a list of top 10 hogs following spring drills. You can tell me if you agree or disagree with that list. Uh, it was tough. I had to kind of draw the line somewhere, you know, and so and the line kind of gets drawn at were they always in as a starter during the spring? Because it's a combination of whether they did last year, what did they do last year, and uh, and not just at Arkansas, maybe at their other place, and what they did in the spring. Um but there was a it was a tough line to draw, 
And, you know, some of it was like just on injuries. A guy was injured and he, he missed a good part of the spring. Like Quincy McAdoo might have been a top ten hog if he'd been out there the whole time. But just to run through it, and you can read this article. I've got Cam Little at ten, who had a fifty who had a fifty eight yard field goal in the in the spring game. Trajan Jeffcoat, aka Tree. I think Trajan is going to end up starting for them. They had a pretty consistent rotation going at defensive end, but I think this guy's a starter. I also think you're going to see him move into defensive tackle when they go uh, third and long situations. You'll see him move inside and then, you know, have two other defensive ends. Bo Lemmer is eight. Guy started every single day. Uh, he's got the second most, third most starts on the team behind K.J. Jefferson and, Bo, and uh, Brady Latham. 29 career starts at right guard. So he's new to center, but he started all 15 games there. Landon Jackson, I'm looking for him to have a breakout. Landon started seven games for Arkansas last year, playing about three-quarter speed, 6'7", 269 pounds. Uh, Isaac Tesla, number six for me. Uh, just I thought he really came on uh, in the second half of the sp- in the spring, you know, after getting adjusted to the offense, getting more comfortable, started making some really tough catches, which is obviously something that's going to help separate you. But he's my number six guy, dominated on the Division II level. Dwight McLaughlin uh, at number five, started every day in practice at cornerback, second in the SEC with four interceptions. Needs to work on his tackling a little bit, become a better tackler, and uh, maybe we'll see him next level. Brady Latham at four, leads the team and starts. I've said before, Brady Latham, if he comes back in 2024, he'd be Arkansas's first ever five-year starter. 36 career starts for Brady Latham leading the team and can play left guard, right tackle, left tackle, can play right guard. I don't think we saw him there. Snaps before in pre-practice, he, he goes and snaps with the centers. So Christopher Paul, number three, I think he's a team spokesperson type of guy, maybe as a redshirt sophomore, a potential team captain, four sacks last year, and he's been a consistent starter for Arkansas. I think the only linebacker that started pretty much every single practice. Raheem Sanders at two. 1,400 rushing yards, 1,443 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 28 receptions, 271 yards. Didn't finish the season particularly strong. Had an injury, only had three carries in the bowl game. Didn't have a great game against Missouri and still put up those kind of numbers. And number one, do I even have to say, K.J. Jefferson. Second all-time completion percentage, second all-time with a 165.2 efficiency rating in Arkansas history. And career, 300, not career, Last two years, 304 carries, 1,304 yards, 15 rushing touchdowns. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive career for K.J. K.J. Jefferson's the best running quarterback in nearly 20 years at Arkansas since a guy named Matt Jones. In addition to second-best career completion percentage all-time and second-best all-time efficiency ranking. Where does K.J. Jefferson rank for you? Is this where I say leave it in the comments below? Interact with the video if you haven't done so already. Where does he rank all time? Now, he's led Arkansas to a nine-win season. There have been quarterbacks that have led Arkansas to better seasons, and that counts, obviously. Um, Do the teams that led Arkansas to better seasons have the worst defense in their conference, the worst pass defense in the nation? And plus, K.J. was hurt three games last year, played in one he shouldn't have, missed two full games, and still put up really solid numbers, better numbers than he had the year before. I've also got Arkansas's top 10 impact newcomers. My bonus is Jalen Braxton, just because I think in most years he would probably be in Arkansas's too deep. It's just it's a different era. And I wanted to, I didn't want to include just like one high school freshman guy, but that's it's kind of where we are now. You you look at the uh the transfer additions. So I've got 
John Morgan as 10, Jacoby as 9, Tyrone Broden at 8, Luke Haz at 7, Joshua Braun at 6, Andrew Armstrong at 5, Antonio Greer at 4, Lorando Snacks Johnson at 3, Trajan Jeffcoat at 2, and Isaac Tesla at 1. Tesla had 68 catches for 1,325 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. Why was he under-recruited? Played at a small Christian school in Michigan and was the quarterback for their wing T offense and was just overlooked. That's why the transfer portal can be really good for some people. Check out all those articles in more depth. It's not just a list. There's, you know, we break down why we got them there. Argue with it. Interact. Interact on the Razor's Edge message board as well. Now, Luke Haz is also mentioned among national top ten true freshmen making waves. There's an article on 24-7 Sports, just 10 true freshmen by Blake um, Brockermeyer, who is uh, one of our college football analysts, former college player. Has a son, two sons in college, playing football. Can't remember if they're at Alabama, Texas, or were at one or the other, or moot transferred. I can't remember, but he's got a couple sons playing college football right now. NFL draft coming up. This is Thursday. First round is on Thursday. The only guy that we're looking at as a possibility would be Drew Sanders, 6'4", 235. I mean, what did he run, a 4.59 in the 40-yard dash? He's being projected right now. Looks like second round, rounds one and two. This is by Lance Zerline, NFL analyst. He projects him round one or two. Demeanor and traits of a playmaker, long, explosive, rangy, and versatile. Uh, the next guy who has a potential to be drafted would be Ricky Stromberg. He's uh, being projected somewhere fourth roundish, 6'3", 306. So we would look for him after a couple days. I guess that would be day three they would get to that, uh, get to that round. And then Matt Landers would be next. Matt Landers is being projected fifth round. Landers ran a 4.37 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. 10-10 broad jump, 37-inch vertical. Really just tested off the chart. 6'4", 200 pounds. Thought he had a – I mean, the second – he had a good season, but, like, he just kept getting better and better and better. But he's being projected as a fifth-round pick. The next guy to keep an eye on is Dalton Wagner, being projected seventh round or priority free agent, 6'8", 320. Everybody familiar with Dalton Wagner, obviously. Son of Undertaker, if he t- takes a WWE career. That's what I would say. I came. I told him that would be the name I would pick for him, Son of Undertaker. And then Jaden Hazelwood last. Jaden Hazelwood currently not being projected. This is according to NFL.com, by the way. 6'2", 215. Currently not being projected to be drafted, but um, as a priority free agent and as a possibility. I th- I'll tell you what's interesting about Hazelwood. 6'2", 215. He's not taller than Traylon Burks. He's light, a little bit lighter. He actually has a bigger hand than Traylon Burks. Remember how, how much we talked about Traylon Burks' hand? How big it was? Hazelwood's bigger. Okay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 37 minutes in. Should we check some questions? See if we got anything interesting going on right now. Jonathan Parker says, is Landon Rogers the only so far in the portal? Haven't seen anyone else. I don't know if I missed someone. So the only guy that would qualify technically would be Dax Courtney. And Dax Courtney was a true freshman last year who medically retired before football season ever started. Okay, so by medically retiring, he goes on medical hardship. So he gets to keep his scholarship, but he doesn't count against the 85 total. The caveat of that is he can never return to Arkansas as a football player. He can be enrolled in school. He can be on scholarship, athletic scholarship, but he can never play. So, I guess he had a, a change of heart, decided he wanted to play football, and um, has entered the transfer portal. But technically, I don't know if that counts because he could not have returned to Arkansas anyway and wasn't on the roster last year either. So, yes, so far Landon Rogers is the only guy. We, don't, we just didn't expect a lot of guys. Now, there's always the possibility that somebody's getting recruited off your roster and you don't know about. I think that's definitely – we've seen that happen. Some surprise guys entering the transfer portal that may have been recruited off their team's roster and went through spring drills knowing they're going to leave anyway. I mean, we've seen that happen. I'm not saying we've that guys were recruited off Arkansas's roster per se, but Mike Woods left after spring, and I assume he knew he was leaving the whole time. And the team that I heard he was going to was Oklahoma before he – before he – entered and went to Oklahoma. So just saying it happens out there. I'm not saying that exactly happened. It, there's other channels. It's not necessarily a coach calling saying, hey, come here. You know, it might be a buddy saying, why don't you come here? So it happens. Everybody knows it's happening. But apparently it's not happening at Arkansas this year. So because if you were going to do that, I think you would have already bounced. Donald Williams, who are the next tier DT in the portal that the Hogs may be looking at? Danny's got a list on there. I'm going to let you go check that out. I'm not going to give away all his VIP information, but he's got a transfer portal big red board that has everybody to keep an eye on. And I would recommend going to check out Hog Sports. And if you don't have a subscription, Donald, try it out. $1. 
Cole Big Red Eddie, what's up, Cole? Trace, what's up, brother? Love the show. Keep up the great work. God bless. Baseball team will be fine. What you think? I mean, I'm not the expert on baseball. That would be Andrew Ellis's territory. But, yeah, I think, I mean, well, they won four in a row before they lost three in a row. Sometimes it's just, I mean, what's the rule? You want to win the series at home, take at least two of the three, and on the road you don't want to get swept. And they did get swept, but it doesn't happen very often. They'll be fine. Aaron Latham says, with the addition of Chris Well, how much better can KJ be with the competition behind him being better? Yeah, I mean, that's something that hadn't been brought up much, but um, that should push KJ. I don't think he has had anybody really pushing him for his starting job since he's been at Arkansas. I'm not saying Chris Well is, but, hey, if you're going into a game and things aren't going well, maybe you're more apt to make a change at quarterback. You know, if you'd had Jacoby Criswell last year in the Liberty game, I think there's very little question that Jacoby Criswell would have played and KJ would not have played that game injured. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a few reasons for KJ to be a better quarterback this year. A change in coach, um, you know, a new set of eyes on him. Uh, a guy that's viewed as more, maybe more of a technician. And again, I've said this before. We'll see if he's as good a play caller as Kendall Browse. Kendall Browse, I mean, like nobody's going to be a perfect play caller. Everybody's going to get frustrated. You know, people would say he'd get a little bit too fancy at times when they were marching the ball, or you know, the the ball's thrown past the line to gain on third down. You know, frustrated a lot of people. Uh, there's always going to be things. Uh, they they the only problem with Arkansas's offense last year to me was the goal line red zone goal line particularly um they just kind of struggled in that area and uh i mean they still put up 471 yards a game you take that if i told you arkansas is going to produce 471 this year you'd be like i'll take it tim ask you said i'm so tired of testing the water someone needs to come up with a different term for that testing the waters oh and yes we all say it but it uh, it's come away with something else by the way thanks for the old head advice, my picture is fantastic. Appreciate that. I don't mind helping out with televisions. Uh, testing the waters. What would be another good term? I need to look up the, 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 the thesaurus. The thesaurus. I need to look up the thesaurus. That's hard to say together. Can you look up a phrase for a thesaurus? Or is it just words? What's another word for thesaurus? Testing the waters. What does that even mean, really? I guess sticking your toe in and see if it's cold, right? <laughs> Dustin Hoofman says, new football coaches have been nice additions. Looks like they are doing well in recruiting. They absolutely are. I mean, you can look at the territories, the guys, you know, where these guys come from, the position groups. I mean, they're doing work in recruiting. I don't think there's any question that they have helped think, take things up a notch. And, that, and Danny's right. Sam Pittman, if you're not recruiting um, – You'll be encouraged to search for another job. Dustin Hoopman says, seasons in all sports haven't ended in championships, but overall you have to love the direction of Arkansas sports traveling in. I agree with that. Jonathan Parker says, could Devo or Jordan with their NIL money not take a scholarship and come back as a walk-on? I mean, I guess they technically could. The NCAA may look at that and frown upon that. <laughs> I mean, like you're like not on scholarship now. And we're just paying you on the side. I mean, that, I don't know. 
Justin Williams says Danny is the goat outside of being a LeBron fan. <laughs> I think Danny just likes to argue. He likes to argue with uh, with Jordan fans. I'll defend that to the end. I lost my spot. I'm going to go backwards. My mother's on here giving me <laughs> giving me other words to use. She's an English teacher by trade. Donna Williams says, who's going to be the best quarterback in the SEC? Brad Crawford at 24-7 Sports has KJ listed number one. He did a top ten or maybe ranked all 14 coming out of spring drills. Ray Green says, how are, the off- how, how are we on O-linemen? Uh, as far as recruiting or on the team, on the team, I mean, I think they're going to be in good shape. They still got some things to figure out, but I think they're going to be in good shape. You know, we've all kind of been waiting for these younger guys to, to get older and, and start taking over jobs, and, um, you know, we're starting to see that. But uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, in recruiting, I don't think they – do they have any offensive line recruits? I'm not – if they do, I'm not remembering. Let me see real quick. Nope, no offensive line commitments right now. And you can read, again, on the big red board, Danny's got it all broken down on the guys to to keep your eye on. Landon Montgomery says, I love Pitt, but is this a hot seat season if the team underperforms again? Absolutely it is. To your four, you may look at it a little bit differently. Your three, because of the COVID year, maybe, I don't know, maybe you forgive him for that. I don't know, if you're down on him, you're not forgiving him for anything, right? (laughs) But I'll say this, hot seats and stuff, like, it happens when you don't even expect it. You know, I don't know that I would say Brett Bielema was on the hot seat. You know, people were kind of frustrated with the way the season ended his second to last year in 2016. But was he was he in danger of getting fired? Not until things kind of started falling apart that last year. Bill Richards says, how is this tight end guy from North Texas? I believe he will really be great for this team. Is he a senior? He is a – He's going to be a redshirt sophomore this year. Um, he's going to be a nice addition. Again, a four-star transfer. It's, they don't put a lot of four-stars on a lot of transfers. Michael Kapeski says, still need more ballers on D, especially linebacker. I would say especially – I like the young linebackers, and I think they got some time to get more acclimated, you know, uh, with the first three games of the season all being at home. But I would like to see them add another veteran guy. I think they can afford to do that just with the numbers that they have left. And I would like to see them add a couple safeties. I think that's the biggest need on the team is safety. And, you know, they obviously help themselves a lot with Tank Booker on the defensive interior, but I'd like to see them add one more. Did I get everybody? Okay, I got a couple more here at the end. Donnell Williams says, which freshman are you excited about? Luke Haz would probably be the the guy at the top. I just think he's going to be the guy that makes, you know, the earliest impact. Even with the, with the new tight end addition, I still think you're going to see him a whole lot. Aaron Anderson says, so do you feel like this is a make or break year for Sam? I mean – like, what does make or break mean? Like, do you have to win? Does he need to win, like, nine or ten games or something? Or can he – I don't think he can afford to have a bad season. I mean, I think – there's a couple things. 
people in Arkansas really like Sam Pittman. And they should. I mean, I think he's done some really good things for the program. Um, you know, there's been some learning, and you'll hear Sam say that because he is. This is his first time being a head coach. You know, like how he, you know, met with some of the players last year. Like just, um, you know, how he, you know, inserted maybe a guy here and there out of the transfer portal immediately in the starting lineup. You know, just things that he looks at. And I think a lot of coaches are learning these things because the transfer portal is just so different now. So it's not maybe just like you know, still learning, but I think he's past the point of, you know, you're always learning, but like, you know, just some, some things that maybe a more experienced head coach wouldn't have done. Uh, but like, does he wouldn't need to win 10 games this year? I don't think that, um, would he be in trouble if they like won four games? I think so. I mean, I, I think that fans would be really upset about that. Um, now he's built more grace, I think, than Brett Bielema did going into his fifth year. And this is Sam's fourth year. Because Sam's already had a nine-win season. Uh, the best Bielema ever did was eight wins at Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I don't think – you know, losing that Liberty game is something that some people, like, they're never going to forgive you for, for losing a game like that. And Arkansas should have won more games than they did last year. Uh, I think the year before, maybe they won more games than you, you thought that they probably should have. Uh, but last year, I think that uh, – I think they should have won more games. I think they underachieved last year mainly because of that Liberty game. Should have won eight. But, um, yeah, it's not like – I don't know. It, it's not like he had a bad year last year. He didn't have a good year last year. He just kind of had a year the way things played out. And a lot of that's, you know, KJ was hurt and you didn't have a quarterback to go to. Uh, but things I, – I, I've been doing this long enough to, like, you know, a lot of people look at it, yeah, he's fine. But I've been doing this long enough to see things can change really fast, how you feel about somebody. And – um you know, leading your program. I think most people in this state are pulling for Sam, and I think that also goes a long way. you got to like your head coach, right? Cole says – let me see. Let me go back. All right, I'm going to cut it off here because uh, no more new questions, uh, but I'll answer the ones that are on here. Donnell Williams says, who are going to be the starters at OT this year? It's going to be Patrick Kudis on the right side. And the left side is going to be Devon Manuel. And if they need to do something, then Brady Lathan can, can kick out outside. But uh, those are the two guys that came away in the spring. I think that's where they're at. I think that's the right combo. Cole Big Red Eddie says, Trey, how many games do you think we will win this year? Just looking at the schedule right now, I feel like the Florida game will be the big game. That'll be, that could be a big defining game on the road at Florida. Uh, I'm a little early before I'm going to say – you know, how things are going to shake out. They still have some work to do in the transfer portal as far as personnel. So let's see how that works out. Um, I mean, I think they're going to have a winning season, but we'll see. We'll look at it a little bit more in depth. Obviously, having KJ back is big, Rocket Sanders back, all that stuff. Uh, Donnie A. Butt says, where do you think D. Johnson fits on the running back depth chart? It's hard to say because, you know, last year he was still slowed by the injury. He's coming back off an injury. It's just tough to say right now. But, I mean, you'd have to say fourth right now. Uh, I definitely think he's a different type of back than than the other two guys that they have behind Rocket Sanders. So, Donna Williams says this has to be the best group of D's we've had in a long time. I like the defensive end group a lot. Um, yeah, I like him. I would have liked if you know Jordan Dominic had returned. He had seven and a half sacks last year, but uh, I think getting Trajan Jeffcoat was really big for him in addition to, you know, some of the other young guys. And they've got, you know, Caleb James coming in. they got Quincy Rhodes coming in. 
They've got a good group overall. Aaron Anderson says, I don't know why, but the offensive line is really worrisome for me. Well, it's the first time since Sam Pittman has been here that they have a, you know, they've been able to experiment and move guys around and um, figure out who their best five are. There's not like all these – like they've had – last year they had four returning starters. The year before that they had, what, four or five. They had all five back the year before that. So, um, they haven't had a lot of opportunities to, uh, to experiment. All right, everybody. Hey, remember, I mentioned – if you're interested in working at Hog Sports, we're always keeping our eyes open. There may be an opportunity down the road, and if there are, if there is, then um, you know we'd like to just have a list of names and resumes and all that information uh, on hand, uh, so we can we can dive into that. So if you're interested, whether it's a job or maybe you're a student and you you think you might like to intern, we uh, we will probably be looking for an intern this year. Um, so if you're interested in that, then uh, email me Trey at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, and write hogsports, all caps, all together, job, two words, hogsports, job. That way I can easily search for it because I get a ton of emails. Uh, But in all caps, just send it in all caps like that, and uh, I'll file it away and keep it handy. So uh, if you're interested in signing up at hogsports, just $1 right now for your first month at H-A-W-G sports.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining today. Appreciate all you uh, free users and especially you VIP subscribers, the diehards out there. Really appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks to Danny West for joining on uh, and giving us his recruiting insight. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you, uh, I guess, next week unless something happens. I've been thinking about maybe, I don't know, maybe doing something Thursday more casual. Maybe, I don't know about a walk and talk, but maybe just kind of answering questions, walking around or something. Or, I don't know, sitting outside. Not the whole studio set up and everything, just some kind of during the off season, maybe something to think about. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 